inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. You know, the hour of power where we get to really focus on us. You know, this is one of those times that it's okay to focus on us. You know, so many people got it bass backwards. You know, they think the world evolves around them. You know, some people's greatest accomplishment in life is their birthday. If you don't believe me, attempt to schedule something not about them on their birthday. <laughs> you know, it's uh, some people's greatest act accomplishment in life. And I hate to tell people, um, you weren't there for it. You know that, right? You, uh, you had nothing to do with it. It's two other people are responsible for your greatest victory, your greatest claim to fame. So, uh, it's fascinating how we get wrapped up. And, you know, as a father, you know, I have four kids. One of my early designs was to teach my kids uh, that the world doesn't involve around them. Because when they're born and they're a little bit, they're dependent on everything. They got to be fed. They got to be burped. They got to be changed. Uh, Everything centers around them. And who doesn't like that? I bet you Lee would love for his world to evolve around him. I would love for my world to evolve around me. But uh, the good book says uh, when you were a baby or a child, you acted like a child. But then uh, you grew up. And you start thinking differently. And one of the things we never get behind us is this concept that the world is about us, our life's about us, that the world evolves around us. And it really doesn't. And I know that's hard uh, for some people to grasp. uh, But rule number one about being a leader is it's not about you. Get off yourself, leader. Where If your life is about you, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, your focus is wrong. It's wrong. Uh, your folk, your life should be about God. It should be about service. It should be about how you can take what God put in you and what God made of you and use it for the greater good. Actually put it in the palm of God's hands. I, I die to myself daily. It is not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. You know, here I am, Lord Jesus, use me. Uh, you know, Daddy, whatever you're about today, I don't know, but I sure want to be a part of it. You know, uh, so today we're going to go deep. You know, I, I had the blessing of uh, teaching a class last weekend. I went to Vegas and by the grace of God that whatever happened in Vegas over my weekend better not stay in Vegas because uh, we had 10 people. I had seven men. Uh, the team itself was consisted of seven men. Uh, I had a male team member, Milo, uh, and then my wife. So we joked uh, that my wife identified as male that weekend. We're allowed to do that. Uh, uh, Lee, just say, no, we weren't in Minnesota. We were in Vegas, so we were allowed to do that. So my wife uh, identified as a as a male, and there was uh, ten of us men in that room, and we had a good men weekend uh, where we broke down and we built back up. It was powerful, and it really got me thinking uh, because I go deep with people. I go deep. I'm not a surface dweller. I'm not a I'm not an earth dweller who just puts on a scuba suit. I mean a um, a snorkel suit and just floats around the water. I go deep with people because life is deep. Love is deep. Relationships are deep. Pain is deep. And so if you're living on the surface, you're missing so much. If you're a surface dweller, you're missing the depths, the the breadth uh, of experience of a relationship that you can't get on the surface. 
And so today I want to talk about life. What a concept, right? Life is this journey that we're all on. Let's be honest. We're doing it our own way, right? That's life. We do life our way and we create meaning in and throughout our lives and, and we respond to life according to the meanings that we give things. Things like our past, our pain, our, our promises, our, our people interactions. The meaning that we give things and the focus of our thing, think about this, dictates the quality and quantity of life. And so today, uh, I wanna, I'll be joined by a couple of recent graduates. Uh, and they're gonna, we're going to talk about the profound changes and realizations since graduating from our Leadership Awakening. And today, I'm really calling today's show Flowers, Funerals, and Focus. Because they all have to do with how we wrap this thing up. You know, there's a point for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And, and think about this. We all know that there's an end. We don't like to think about it. We pretend like it's not going to affect us. It's a long, long way. way. But I want to take a look at the when we think about something like that, the funeral, the end of our life. Uh, what's the focus? How do you see it? Uh, what about flowers? You know, I bring up a thing of flowers because flowers have a positive connotation to most people. People give flowers at weddings. People give flowers at funerals. Uh, the holidays when you're at church, there's flowers all over the stage, all over the diocese, whatever you want to call it, right? Flowers everywhere. Flowers denote life. They denote color. They denote love, right? They denote a lot of things. And so as a general rule, if someone gave you a flower, you would believe that it was a good thing. And I'm bringing this up because most people would agree with that statement, but that's not true for all people. I remember I was counseling this gentleman probably a decade, maybe two decades ago. He was a little bit older gentleman, probably about my age now. I don't know. I don't pay attention to age, but probably now he'd be in his 50s. So uh, probably back then he was in his early 40s, mid 40s. And he had waited till later in life to get married. You know, his uh, mom and dad got divorced and then they had been married and divorced a couple of times. So he really used it as a driving factor that he was going to. He was going to do it right. He believed he was going to marry it one time and one time only. And so because of that, he he delayed. He didn't want to make any rash decisions. He basically turned it over to God. He said, listen, I want a good woman, a woman I could trust, a woman of God, a woman that I could spend my life with. I don't want to live like this world lives. And so it was later in life when he finally got married. And it was, he was uh, he had just been married a couple of years. So he got married right around his early 40s. And then um, he was telling me about what had happened. He said, you know, for the first six months, uh, things were wonderful. Uh, and then it started turning real rapidly. And over the next year, year and a half, two years, he said it really got to the point, their marriage, where uh, he thought it was going to end. And his biggest fear was coming true. He waited. He thought he found the right woman. He was doing everything he could to make sure that uh, she knew he loved her. Uh, everything. And so they started going counseling individually. They were going to do some individual counseling and then come together and do some uh, marital counseling to see if this was salvageable because she was about done. I mean, she'd gotten so bitter, so angry, and he couldn't figure out why. And so they were talking to their individual counselors, and uh, he was talking to his counselor, and he was talking about how hard he worked. He really worked hard to make this work, and he said, you know, I, I made a point that um, on many occasions, just to let her know I was thinking about her, I would bring her own flowers. And I know how important that is to women, because my mom, I used to remember every time my dad, they got in a fight, every time my dad felt bad, every time my dad just wanted my mom to feel special, 
she would send him she would uh, she would get flowers from my dad and it would always make things so well she'd put them up she'd talk about them sometimes she'd spread them around and so it was a big deal and he goes man I've really worked hard I've, I come home uh, for dinner when she prepares dinner I really do my best to, to do all these things and including the I, I buy lots of flowers on special occasions so she, she knows I love her and so that's great sounds good so now the woman is worth her personal counsel and she's talking and she says, yeah, I can't trust this guy. You know, I waited and he said he's going to be faithful and loyal. But, you know, I know he's cheating on me. I, I, I can't trust him. And so how do you have a relationship? I just want to be done with this thing. I feel so betrayed. And she goes, and the counselor goes, well, give me an example of what goes on. And she goes, uh, well, you know, first of all, when I was younger, uh, my mom and dad, they fought all the time. Uh, I mean, my mom, my dad was a serial cheater. He would go away and cheat on my mom. He'd have two or three girlfriends. I mean, it would break her heart. And I promised myself I would never, ever live that way. And every time my dad cheated on my mom, he would always send her flowers. See, this woman, her belief is when a man sends flowers, it's because he's covering up for cheating on her. So, see, this man thinks that he's doing something good because his recollection of flowers is women love them. They're beautiful. They're special. And so he wants to make her feel special. That woman, when she sees flowers, sees adultery, sees a man who doesn't love her, see a man who's abused her and abandoned her. You see, ladies and gentlemen, one thing I learned a long time ago is nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map reality. And you'll learn this if you deal with enough people like I do. Hurting people hurt people. And the key is not to ban the things that people can hurt each other with, but go to the heart and start healing some people and set the captives free. That's what we do. That's why we're here on this radio show. So after the break, we'll have some guests join us on Black. We'll be right back. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, I got a, a caller. We're going to get ready to join us in a minute. But I got to tell you, in real time, this is real time. So while I'm in the commercial break uh, and listen to our great sponsors, uh, I get a text from my wife. And she said, we just had a guy at class. So we had one of the guys in there, CEO, 
of a large uh, a manufacturing company in Sacramento. His dad started the company like 40 years ago, and now the son's taken over as CEO. And so uh, he was referred by us by another company who had sent 20 people through our training, and it changed their life. So, so the son went through, dad never went through. And so my wife texted me his, the father's information, and he said, she says, babe, just got off phone with Terry, uh, Jed's dad. He said he wants you to give him a call later. He said he was in tears on the phone with me, absolutely blown away by the change in his son. He can't thank you enough. I, I get emotional. I got tears flowing. I mean, here's a big old burly construction worker dad who's uh, friends of many of my clients. His company's never sent his people through. Now uh, he sends his son finally goes through to see about rebuilding their culture and send his people and changes his life. You'll hear from him Thursday. He's going to join us, uh, Mr. Rissy, who uh, is CEO of Iron Mechanical there in Sacramento. But uh, this is real, people. Planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. Uh, there are a lot of broken people out there. People have lost their home. They've lost their beliefs. They've lost their marriages. A lot of us believe we've lost our country. We've lost our sanity. We've lost our freedoms. Uh, we've lost our health, many of us. And so there are hurting people out there, broken people out there. Uh, and my job is to heal the hurting, to, to, to mend the the broken hearts to get people's heads back on right so they can learn how to process properly. And so uh, I'm blessed because I meet lots of people. And I make a huge impact. And the gentleman who's going to join us now is a gentleman I met on the radio. He's been a listener, listener for a while, and then uh, needed some help and reached out to me and I offered some help. And he's become uh, not only part of what we do here, not only an active listener, but also part of our team. He's part of our posse. So uh, let's uh, let's go phone lines. Let's welcome uh, Jim uh, to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend i'm doing good mr black how you doing you know i, I don't know about you but i gotta change uh, 10 people's life over the weekend so i'm i'm, I'm sitting pretty good right now brother <laughs> i'm sitting pretty good and and you know uh, what happens in our class you know the impact you know the training but you know jim i want to have you join me because you and i have become friends and you know, you listen on the radio for a while, and then you went through the training, and you've been on here, talked about how the training changed your life and how you think everybody should go. But you've also had a lot of hurt. You know, you're going through a, a divorce. Uh, you have kid issues like we all parents do. You know, you do your best to raise your kids up, and they're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, you know, because of divorce and all that, you could lose a home. You got, you're a business guy. You have your own business. You, you're patriotic like I am, so you see America crumbling. You're white, Christian like I am, so you see the world's turning against it. I mean, you got a lot piling on you. And, and since class, uh, man, you've lost brothers. You've lost, I mean, so... There's been a lot going on in your life, hasn't there, Jim? There's been a lot. There's been a whole lot. I, I can say, though, that without your guidance and, and, and being in that class, I don't know where I'd be today. Well, it means a lot to me. And, and you reached out, and people don't know this. You reached out to me. It was a Saturday night, I think. I think I was coming back from Arkansas. And I called you up, right? I mean, you reached out to me, or you sent me an email, and I had your phone number. And I called you up after training a week in class, driving home, right? And I called you, and we talked, correct? Correct. And then you went to class, and it was everything I told you it was, correct? It was, uh, it was beyond anything that you told me. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was amazing. It changed yeah. my life. 
Yeah, and you become friends, and it doesn't make it perfect, though, right? You're not perfect. You still have struggles, and as a matter of fact, I want you to talk about that. You had said something to me the other day that was so profound. I wanted you to get on and share. You know, we were talking about funerals, and unfortunately, you've been to a couple. You've lost a couple of your family in the last couple of months. It seems like the devil's been attacking you, and you were talking about flowers. You know, why do people send flowers and what I just kind of wanted you to share what you had said to me it was so powerful what your story and it might impact a lot of people so if you wouldn't mind reiterating that again yeah let me let me uh kind of tell you how it how it how things went um my brother Pat he runs a little he ran a little uh like a like a secondhand store and I would I would stop in there about once every week and uh and just to say hi. And <clears throat> the last time that I stopped in there, him and I got into an argument. And if you know my brother Pat, he, anytime he would leave or, or go to leave, you know, he would want to give you a big hug. So we argued for a long time. I mean, we had a good, it was an argument. And we said our I love yous, and he wanted to give me that hug. And I refused it. I, uh, I jumped in my car, and just a few minutes later, he texted me. And in the text, he said, you know, Jim, you should have took that hug. We never know when we're going to get a chance to do it again. And instead of turning around, I, I let my pride and my anger and my selfishness get in the way, and I kept going. And at some point prior to that, you had sent me a text from something that happened in one of your classes, and you said it was the line of the day, and it's a, it was a question, and it asked, why do people who pass receive so many flowers? And the answer was, because regret is so much stronger than gratitude. Well, not long after mine and my brother's argument, he passed away, he, he had a terrible accident. And he died. And three days before his service, I was getting on the phone to call the florist. And I remember that text that you had sent me. And I called you and I shared with you what I was what was what was happening. And shortly after I got off the phone with you, I called the florist. And those flowers were delivered to his celebration of life. And I took for granted that I would I would be able to see him one more time, right? Or at, you know, at least as, yep. you know, you think you're going to see somebody, and everybody makes this mistake. You take yep. time for granted. And I can yep. tell you, I eulogized him, and I told the group what I'm telling you and what I'm telling your listeners. Yep. And three days. Three days ago, three three days ago, we, we had that service on the 14th of, of May. And I took those flowers home. And they're sitting on my mantle. And I can tell you this, those, those flowers, they're beautiful. But they're going to wilt. They're going to die. Just like us. My regret, my, my regret for not turning around and giving them that hug, that's going to last for the rest of my life. And I can yep. tell you, if I had given him that hug, that hug would have lasted through eternity. And I didn't do it. Yep. 
Choices have consequences. Is that what you're saying, Jim? Choices that, have consequences. That's exactly what I'm saying. And we, yep. we all find ourselves in that position. Yeah. And what we, a great lesson, though. Yeah. But it's a great lesson, Jim. And that's the key. Yeah. See, this this is why, you know, because I know you and I are under construction. And this is why I wanted to have you on there. Not just about the pain, but that pain that you experience is going to help so many other people. See, this is the choice. Like we say, choices have consequences. Your choice to let your ego get in the way, to get your pride get in the way. And I know why. Your brother was drinking and you didn't want him, it bothered you, you want him to quit doing that. And so you didn't want to condone it. I've done the same thing. But here's the key. That choice that you made had consequences. And when we realize that all of our choices, and here's another choice, you can take this pain that you have now and you can let it eat you up, let it poison you and make you bitter. Or you can take this pain and let it stir you up, make it better. I actually did that. I, I, I took your advice the day that I talked to you right before I called the florist, and you, you, you asked me to do something. And you asked me to replay that day and then to write down everything that I should have done that day and everything that I should have said that day. And I did do that. I wrote it down, and I was able to take that letter and put it in his urn, and it's with him now. Oh. oh. Oh, dude, you're going to make me cry. I'm live on the radio. So <laughs> I can, uh, Lee, go to commercial break. No, <laughs> oh, brother, that just warms my heart. You know, I'm just, a, I'm just a talking head. You know, my opinion and a dollar will get you a cup of coffee at one of those come and goes. But it's going to be a small coffee, just a small one, not much in it. <laughs> uh, my opinion only has the value that someone gives it. And uh, I'm so glad you did it. Was it healing when you wrote that and replayed it and now said, given a chance to do it again, here's what I would have done. How healing was that? Mary, it was, it was, it was exactly what I needed. Yep. It was yep. exactly what I needed. Yep, and it's something, it's from, and what I had you do is, uh, what he's talking about is I had him take through a process I have, an eight-step process called the thought and emotion record. And you take a situation that turned out a way that wasn't good, and then you take it through this eight steps, and you replay it, you recreate it, you redo it, and you get the knowledge and lessons from it, and then you, you learn how to do better next time. And so now your your pain, my brother Jim, is going to help a lot of people so they don't have to experience that pain. And you know I love you, you know I appreciate you. You're part of the posse here. You're part of the team. And it all started by you listening to AM 1570. Listen to some talk radio, and then all of a sudden the black man comes on. Who would have thunk it, huh? <laughs> it's, it's been awesome, Scott. It's been awesome. Well, I consider you a brother in Christ and a friend, and uh, look forward to what God has for us. All right, brother. Thanks for calling, and you have a great day, okay? Okay, you too. Thank you. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's so powerful. Regret is so much stronger than gratitude. That's why you see so many flowers at funerals. But you also see a lot of flowers at weddings. Kind of makes you go, hmm. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about life. We're talking about flowers, funerals, and focus on black. We'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. 
COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. You know what I do for a living? I get to take people from all walks of life, from all income levels, from all socioeconomic backgrounds, from all religious beliefs and faiths or lack thereof, uh, and I bring them together in a training called Leadership Awakening. And that training has one outcome. And that outcome is to help people maximize the potentials they were created with. In order to do that, two things need to take place. One, we need to get people real, get them honest. And two, they got to desire something. They got to want some kind of change. There's got to be a creative discontent because without desire, nothing takes place. Without desire, you can't approach the throne of your goals. And so I believe my training is for everybody. Everybody should go through my training. And to be honest with you, everybody should go through my training about twice a year. We wouldn't be so bitter, so angry, so hurtful, so shut down, so phobic. I'm talking about phobic against each other. We're, pray, we're afraid of each other. We're afraid of what people think. We're afraid of how people vote. We're afraid if someone coughs and sneezes us. And yet our good book says, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love, and of self-control. And yet, for most people, it is the spirit of fear, the spirit of doubt, the spirit of bitterness and hatefulness. But it didn't just happen. We do what we do because of what's been done to us. We show up how we show up because of choices, our choices and the choices of those in our lives who impact us. And so then they people come to me after 30, 40, 50, 60, 12 years of choices that help them become who they are. And then they say, well, something's not working. Help me fix it. Well, in order to do that, we got to go to the structure. We got to go to the beginning. We got to the base. We got to go to the foundation. And we start there and we build up. And it starts with our belief systems. It starts with the pain of the past. And it starts with our willingness to say, I want more. Good enough is no longer acceptable. And the problem is some people never get to that point. You know, when I deal with addicts or people who are addicted to drugs or alcohol, people always ask me, when will they change? Because I thought they were going to change and then they didn't change. I thought they were going to change and they didn't change. It's that when they hit rock bottom. And you've got to know what rock bottom means. Rock bottom means the pain of staying the same for the first time is greater than the pain of the unknown change. See, it's pain. Pain's a great motivator. Pain will destroy you or make you do something different. Pain will make you bitter or pain will make you better. Notice it's the same pain, but what you do with it is different. It's the story in the Bible, the sower and the seed. The seed is the word of God. He's spreading around. Everybody's getting the same seed, 
but some hearts are ready for it. Some hearts aren't. Some hearts allow a little bit of in and get choked by the worries of life. Some hearts are so hard, nothing ever gets in. But then there are fertile hearts. See, the word's the same. The seed's the same. What's different is where it lands. And that's the same thing with my trading. I got the best seed in the world. Change your life. But you've got to want something. And the cool thing about it, once you know what you want, once the pain's great enough, come see Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. And I promise you, I'll help you change your life. You don't believe me? Let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to line number one. Alex, welcome to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend? Mr. Black, Mr. Black, it's always so nice to hear you. I can just say good morning, Mr. Black. That's right. You can say it with projection, right? So so you met me... You met me about five days ago, Thursday night, May 12th, a day that will live in infamy, right? It was the first day of the rest of your life, correct? That is very true, Mr. Black. 100%. So how did you, you show up at my door? You're from L.A., I'm from Texas. So how did you mm-hmm. get outside of Leadership Awakening Door? What brought you to me? What brought me to me is somebody that knew you and they went through your program and I and I can tell you this up to up until then I didn't understand this there's people in this world that love you they want the best yep. for you and yep. there's people that see your pain uh, yep. a lot of us can be walking with pain and just be living and I believe that was that was me I was just waking up and going about and I'm gonna say in exclamation marks, life. Yep. But this person who you met on Thursday, I can generally tell you how that old person used to think. I used to yep. think that I was doing things right. You know what? I'm this guy, I'm the long wolf. I don't need anybody. I'm okay yep. to feel like this. You know what? I don't need anything. You know what? Because at the end of the day, the world that I'm that I'm living in, LA, so it's a fun place. There's things that you can do to think yep. that you're doing that you're alive, but that's not life. Yep. And I came in into your program, and the first thing that I can tell you, I was confused. Yep. I. My mind was going one way. My actions were going another way. Yep. My feelings were nowhere to be found. Yep. I can tell you that um, I didn't know my identity. I didn't know my purpose. I yep. did not know where I was going. I was just waking up in life. You know, yep. in the, and I tell you this, uh, I'm, I was going to say that we're funny, but it's not funny. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Yep. The sad thing is that I thought I knew God because, you know, there's a difference between hearing yep. and believing and actually taking action for God. You know, I used to hear the Bible, listen to the Bible, and, and you know, but for me, I felt like it wasn't living. I don't know how to explain it. Yep. There's a lot of things that change. Yeah, let me ask you something. Let me real mm-hmm. quick. Let me ask something. So you're you you're you work for a car dealership, correct? Yes, sir. And you're pretty good, right? I I've been told by Joe that you're a pretty good car salesman. You think you're a good salesman? Up until now, 
I think I wasn't giving my all. I, I think there was a lot of a lot of things uh, that I left on the table. A lot of yeah, right, I left a lot of my potential on the table. But now yep. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm ready to take it. I'm yep. like I know who I am. I know my potential. Yep. And above all, yep. you know what? I accept God. I really yep. accept Him. Say, God, here I am. You know, here's my broken heart, and please work with it. You know, yeah. uh, forget my pride, forget everything. Yeah. Here I am, I'm broken, and I need you. Yeah. This is now think about this. That, mm-hmm. Okay. No, I was going to say something because this is for my listening audience, so they know this is what happens. This guy's his life's been changed. He's on fire, so he could see her. You could see her, uh, Mr. Garcia, and talk for an hour because your life's changed. You feel it. Oh, but Thursday, when you came in my room, you were you were doing pretty good by the world standards, but you were broken. You were hurt. Yes, you had a t- tough time right. trusting anybody, right? I mean, oh, real quick, just a little brief pass. You've been basically abandoned all throughout your life. You didn't have a opportunity to trust yes. anybody, right? T- tell, tell me a little uh, bit about your past real quick. Well, my past, uh, I grew up with a stepfather, and um, I get, I grew up with a stepfather that neglected me, and he just, I guess you can say that I always felt like a burden. The reason why I felt like a burden because my mom wouldn't stand up for me. Yep. And I was eight years old. I used to sleep out on the street. I used to be out. I didn't have any friends. I was bullied in school. So I guess in a way, yes, I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. I had a lot of resentment. And yep. I just wanted to be wanted, liked, accepted. Yep. I wanted yep. to have a purpose. And, you know, and, and what I say about this sometimes when when you feel like this, and um, you know, and and people maybe compliment you. You don't believe it because you're yeah. you you been you've been told by the people that love you the most. Hey, you know what? Shut up. Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, I can tell you the truth that there was many Christmases that I didn't get a Christmas gift. It was my birthday. That I, there's a lot of birthdays that I spent alone, a lot of New Year's. You know what? And to me, that was okay. And I was like, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't need anybody. But that's not true. I do need somebody. I want to be loved. I want to feel welcome. And the sad thing about this, you, you said something earlier about the sower in the sea. You know, the Bible says that... At that time, I, my heart my heart was in pain, and I was holding on to my pain. And when I listened to the Word of God, guess what? I was holding to my pain still. And I get and 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 there some seed fall on good ground. Mine didn't fall on good ground because it didn't go of my pain because it was still there. I didn't know how to do it. Yep. I didn't because I didn't know myself. Yep. I didn't. So I, I what I did. I tagged God, and I saw God just like I saw everybody else. Oh, God doesn't up want in, me. Yeah, I'm not good enough now. for God. Yep. Up, up until, until now. now. Yes, right. up until yeah. now. Until I realized, hey, you know what? I went to your program, and you gave me the tools to see how my mind and my heart and 
and all my past experiences have made me believe that. Yes, yeah. granted, that old person did a lot of mistakes, a lot of things, but that doesn't define who I am. That's no. not who I am anymore. I reject no. all, those, all those negative thoughts that gave me bondage and in, and in prison and, and made me feel like I didn't matter. I do right. matter. Keep that thought. Yeah, keep that thought because we're getting ready to go to a hard break, Alex. I want to I want to carry you over, but this is why I do what I do. This guy, my my amigo, my Mexican brother, never met him before in a group of seven men. Opened his heart, changed his life, accepted God as a brand new creature. After the break, we're going to talk about some of the changes he's noticed this week. So I'm black, and we'll be right back. Give me 48 hours, and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours, and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours, and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we're talking about the concept that no one responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. And every time we run to somebody, whether that's at work, at our home, uh, the grocery store, at the Mall of America, at the Texaco gas station, that person is a sum total, a byproduct of everything they've experienced in their life. And you don't know who's been molested, who's been abused, who's been abandoned, who's been tortured, who's been beaten on right now, who was beaten on before. You don't know the Pandora's box in that person's head. And so what I do is I get people from all walks of life, all income levels, and I create an environment for them to improve themselves to take a look at themselves in an introspective way, to take a look at their strengths and their weaknesses, work on reinforcing the strengths and minimizing the soft areas. And in two and a half days, I guarantee you the most powerful experience of your life, one that will forever alter your uh, trajectory. It, let's say it resuscitates the heart. It recalibrates the thinking. It's a two and a half day mental vacation. And today we're talking to one of our recent graduates. He just, uh, we went to Las Vegas last weekend. Team 234, a great group of seven men whose lives were forever changed. So let's go back to the phone lines uh, and let's welcome Alex back to Like It Matters Radio. Now, hey Alex, so when, when Joe said, hey, I got this class for you, I want to send it to you. What was your first thought when you first heard about this? Were you interested? Were you excited? What was your first thought? Um, I just went with the flow because that's pretty much how I was just going with life. I was like, ah, I'm just gonna go. It's another, it's another one of those things that you know, it's just gonna. I'm gonna go in some self training, yeah, some self training, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just kind of went in, and but when I went in there, it was very life changing. I can tell you, yes. Yeah, hey, God, tell me, Alex, Alex, hold on real quick. So five minutes into it, because it's totally different. They don't know. They've never been through it, the people listening. But so five <laughs> minutes into it, it's pretty intense, right? I might get your attention, right, Alex? Yes, you do. 100%. <laughs> yeah, and, like, uh, mm-hmm. You really know how to get into people's mind. Yep. Yep. And yep. You, make, you make people feel, uh, you, you make people feel 
uncomfortable. Yep. And and you say something very true. When we are in a comfort zone, we're dead. But when we are step out of our comfort zone, that's when we start leaving. That's when we start facing our true yep. character and our desires. Yep. That's where everything began. So we have to give, we have to kill the old and let the new yep. come out and live. Because that's pretty much a lot of people out there are in their comfort zone. And I was yep. one of them. Up until yep. the weekend, I can yep. tell you that one thing that I remember when I graduated and from Thursday, I was, I thought I was able to see, but I was blind. Yeah. And yeah. then I, I remember, I remember the feeling of being able to see. A lot of people might not understand this, but this yeah. is beautiful because you understand, yeah. you, now you're not only in, in connection with your mind, your feelings and your heart. Yep. But and you remember, connected and, to other yeah. people is yeah. beautiful. That, you can see that's them. That's the key. Yes. Yep. And and remember, Alex, Jesus said this: right? uh, "You have eyes to see, but do not see. You have ears yeah, to hear, but right. do not hear." Right now, you get it. Right now, you get it. They have eyes, but they're really it, not yes. looking. Yep. So let me yes. let me ask. We, we don't have much time left, but what's the biggest benefit? You spent forty eight hours in my world. Oh, How man. has Alex's life been changed? What's the biggest benefit so far? The biggest benefit is not what I see, but what other people see. I went to have dinner with uh, my girlfriend yesterday. We went to Vinny Hanans, and this is what she told me. She kept staring at me with this look like amazed. And one of the things that she told me, Alex, for a very long time, I haven't felt your presence. It was very nice to to uh, be with you. She told me I felt safe. Uh, I felt taken care of. But at the uh, same time, I felt your identity. And one uh, of those things is that now it's like, without even, it's just like second nature is I just walk into a place and my presence is noticed. I don't know how yeah. to explain this, but I can <laughs> I can just tell you that it's beautiful. And the good thing yeah. about it is that that you look into people and when you see people, you really see people. I see yep. I see I see their eyes and I can yep. see if they're in pain. I can see yep. I can see. And it's a yep. beautiful thing and this is hope and my other brothers, other certain leaders are out there. You know what? They all can. Oh, they all know what I'm talking about. I spoke yeah. to one of one uh, one of our, uh, one of my brothers. I say this. He's my brother, yeah. Mr. Dukes, and yeah. and I asked him, Mr. Dukes, how do you feel? And this was his response. Oh my man, I just feel like I have some, like I, like I have superpowers. I started laughing. <laughs> it's true. It's see, true. Yeah, I felt so the let same me. Thing. Uh, hey, yeah. hey, what are you noticing at work? What are you noticing at work? Has your boss noticed anything? Has Joe seen anything? Has anybody else at work seen anything? I I haven't gone back to work. Okay. Yeah, but when I go okay, back to work, oh my goodness, there's oh, I, I I can't even. I'm so excited. I'm just very wow. excited, and I'm thrilled to just to be me. I can say wow. me because I know who yep. I am. I have yep. a purpose, and I'm ready to go for it. 
and you ha- you came in with a lot of distrust. You came in with a lot of Lone Ranger yeah. attitude. But now your heart's open. You're trusting people, and that's what your girlfriend picked up. Your the your baby mama looked at you and said, "Wow, something's different about you." And and when you hold your baby, mm-hmm. you probably notice different things too. Correct? Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, yeah, that was the best part of it. You know what? You said something this week that really like triggered something. Uh, you know what? And and I was that person uh, that went to the program and before that person died because that person is dead. That's yeah. not that's not me any longer. You said something. Yeah. Your daughter is going to find the same man as her father. Those yeah. words hurt because I knew that hurt. I knew who yeah. I was. Yeah, so I said no. I don't. I want something better for my daughter. And now, yesterday, and then you also say another thing. This there's a uh, a difference between you know having to be a, a parent and, and getting being to be. a parent. Yep. Yeah, yes, amen. And I didn't understand that because having them for me was like, oh, I have to do this. It burden, was burden. Yeah, it's burden. It yeah. burden. Yes. So now, like my daughter, I remember when she, I mean, she, I was when I went would try to put her to bed and she wouldn't go to bed it was tiring I was exhausted I was like oh my god I was just mad at the world but now yeah, I taught her like you know we went to eat yesterday and and my daughter was just like being her she's a baby yep. she doesn't yeah. understand yeah. but you know what yep. I just I said baby I'm here your daddy's here you know what? If you want to be loud, I'll be loud with you, baby. You know what? Because at the end of the day, people are going to judge. And who cares? Right. You know, that's not who we are. That's I right. love you. And for the first uh, time, because my baby, even though she's one year, she's 19 yeah. months. Uh, yeah. I, I noticed before that she didn't really give me, like, a lot of eye contact. But now, the eye yeah. contact is just very yep. intense. She feels uh, me. And one thing that Crystal said is, hey, Alex, you know, she senses your authority. Yep. I, I I didn't say this. That's what she said. And yeah, she said, yeah. Look, and it feels very nice. And that, uh, that, my friend right there, I can tell you that, like you said, I, I thank you. I'm very, uh, I will always be very grateful because you uh, use an analogy, an example. If you yeah. have, if, if you throw, if you have, um, gatorade and you throw it on the on the tire and then you grab another gatorade to be more specific and you grab a brand new sponge and you grab the new sponge and you go and you wipe it out and you squeeze the it's sponge come what comes out of it whatever's you know in what? it right <laughs> you squeeze every single thing that I had that was keeping me bondage and I was I was a very unhappy man until that weekend. And wow. I'm happy. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm alive. And I'm awesome. thank you. And before I, yep. you know, uh, when I went to before I went to the to the to to I don't even the know class. what to call it. It's just yeah, you can yeah. say class, but it's more than that's not, it's it's life. Yeah. Yeah. life. We're getting ready to get a heartbreak. Hurry, finish your thought. Go ahead. You said something. You really are an attorney for God. I can oh, tell you that you told me that I am an attorney for God, and that is true. <laughs> and I want to thank you. Uh, so everybody well, who you. might be listening, who who does maybe, if you have hope, you know, you can give yourself that opportunity to live because life is beautiful. Amen. So All right, brother, we got to get going. Go God it. bless you, my friend. And we'll talk to you soon, thank okay, buddy?
All right, buddy. God bless. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you can start fresh whenever you want. You can draw that line in the sand and say, up until now, like Alex did. Go to likeitmatters.net. Let me help you have an up until now moment. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.